0: Bad at Parties is sponsored by Abbey Arts Seattle and the Ballard Homestead. Music, arts, and community events for people of all ages and incomes. With reoccurring events including the Moth Story Slam, cathedrals, and the Round, there's always an event when you're in Seattle. Check out Abbey Arts online calendar for intimate performances by many of the artists featured on Bad at Parties. Learn more about this nonprofit organization and how you can attend, volunteer, and host events at fremontabbey.org. Hey gang, this is Andy Zook and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. This week, Eric Anderson of the band Cataldo is on the show. I've been listening to Cataldo for nearly a decade and can confidently say that Eric is one of my most favorite musicians in Seattle. Now, it would be easy to say that this is because of how kind and approachable Eric is as a person, which you'll doubtless get from our conversation. Now, while all of that's true, Eric is a solid dude, I deeply enjoy listening to Cataldo. It made it into my most played of 2016 playlists on Spotify, and you can't argue with the data. Eric and his band Cataldo are headlining at Chop Suey on February 24th with supporting acts Young in the City and SGF. It's going to be an amazing show. I'll be there, and you should be too, if you want to hear some of the new tracks off their album, Keepers, coming out in the summer of 2017. Links to Cataldo are on the episode and on Bad at Party social media, which will be easy to find while you are subscribing to this weekly podcast. Here we go, Eric. I thought about popping in mm-hmm. to surprise and Oh, you went to Mabel. What, yeah. did, you, uh, what did you think of Mabel? It's an interesting vibe. It's, uh, it's kind of like, hey, trailer parks. What if that was the theme? Yeah, it's good <laughs> that, but, like, well, and then, like, yeah,
1: the, like, aesthetic of it was interesting, but then, like, little things, like, was, like, stirring my whatever and was going to throw it in the, like, dish whatever. Yeah, yeah, I like
0: think. a little pit. This yeah. is this is the guest seat over okay. here. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then the lady was like, no, 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 let me grab it from you. I was just like, okay. Happy. Like, of course, happy to
0: do that. Yeah, whatever. thanks. But it was just, like, an interesting... Really abrasive. Or just, like, a little, yeah, a little intense, but yeah. it was fine. It's, we were really excited for a coffee shop to open up right totally. next to our house, and we were like, oh, that's going to be awesome. We'll just be able to walk across the street. Yeah. Tried it, like, three or four times, and every single time, it's just like, ah, a little odd. Nah, it's no, it's not my spot.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, like, I was thinking that when I was in there, I was like, what is... What is the thing when you go into a place and you're like, oh, this is cool, mm-hmm. and what is it when you just, like, the minute you walk in, like, l- literally the moment, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're still figuring things out.
0: Yeah. Just, like, you right can when I, yeah. you can instantly tell. Like, I don't know and that, what it is. I, I get that every single time where I, like, the first time I walked in, I was like, oh, they are, this is trial one. They haven't moved around. And then the next time I walked in, I was like, trial two, still a trial. Yeah, they're not, totally. They're not there yet. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, um, Royal Drummer, which is down just a little bit, mm-hmm. it's the same plate. folks who own, um, like, Cloud City Coffee and then also El mm-hmm. Diablo. And it's like, when they opened this spot, like, walked in and was like, yep, they got their shit locked out. They dialed know exactly it. what they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. I mean, I've been
1: involved in opening a lot of ice cream shops and have worked in moved mm-hmm. in various ways. But uh, yeah, there is just something about, like, I think part of it is like, okay, this person, it's not their first go-around in this industry or something. Yeah. Like, so many people, when they go out to eat or go to a coffee shop or whatever, are like, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem that hard. No. And then, like, there are certain, like, just sort of standard practices and, like, I'm trying to think about how to say it. Just, like, sort of a way of just, like, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it was just a little bit
0: with that, just like, okay. I like, think it's like a a person who doesn't know how to be a host, you know? And mm-hmm. not that maybe they don't want to be a host, but it's just yeah. like you haven't hosted many things. Mm-hmm, totally. And, and so you don't, like, know what it's like to create an experience for somebody else walking into here. Like, and that's why you can tell walking in for the first time, you're like, yeah, oh, I, I kind of want to leave right away. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just like, wouldn't want to hang out here. Yeah, this isn't, wouldn't bring my computer. Well, like, such and it's such stupid
1: stuff that, like... Shouldn't be a canary in the coal mine, but just like yeah, the half and half is like <laughs> is like in the fridge with like all the food. Yeah, and like it's just this like unlabeled thing of half. It's just yeah. like it's just a I'm white sure nondescript kid container. Right. It's like <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm not like concerned about it. Yeah. But just like no one bought
0: the little insulated thing mm-hmm. to pour the to half pour it end. into yeah. it and write it and yeah. then I'll put it out on the counter and then we'll swap it out. It's like, just like
1: I'll even fuck with some like some.
0: Instant tape, some handwritten note. You've got a label maker? That's great. Totally. No problem. I've gone to places where they just wrote it on the side. I don't care. Yeah. Just like, I'm not being a snob about signage. I'm just saying, just, you know. Yeah, it's an indication that you've thought this through a little bit. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's not, uh, it's a bummer. I, I hope the best for them. They did, like, a really nice thing not that long ago where it was, like, the... You know how Seattle does, like, an opt-out side mm-hmm. kind of thing? I, that's the REI quote, but whatever it is where they're, like, community day, everybody have block parties all across the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did one where they, like reached out to this band from Ballard High School, like, a little, like, jazz, like, three-piece, and, like, had the, like, set up chairs, and, like, Mm -hmm. gave away free coffee, and had, like, Mm -hmm. burgers, and I was like, that's awesome, like, you're smart in your community, you're doing all this cool stuff, Mm -hmm. but the coffee was just so bad, and, like, they set up, and they were really awkward, and the, like, just the arrangement, everything was really strange. Well, written
1: up on the wall when I was in there today was, did you know that... People in the UK prefer instant coffee to fresh brewed coffee ten to one. And it's just like... (laughs) That's antithetical to your whole mission of being a coffee shop. Right. Although you just did
0: the market research video, which is essentially the
1: exact same (laughs) concept. Yeah.
0: Where you just like
1: threw yourself under the bus. But okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, (laughs) That... It Was a funny video. Are we going? By the way, Is yeah, we like, just started. Okay, it just goes great. It's just Love a it.
0: conversation. Love it. Okay, uh, do I need to move anything? Or um, like, like the more you move things, the louder that'll be. So okay. like, let's not just try anything. to be as still as possible. Okay, great. No, <laughs> mo-
1: no movement <laughs> at
0: all. It just makes the conversation really easy when you know, like, I can't move my legs. Okay, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it a good sign. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, the market it, research. It, video. Was it was funny. It was fun. It was really fucking funny.
1: Uh, and. It would be okay. The coffee shop analogy mm-hmm. is if some like a like a coffee shop started advertising, like our coffee is bad. Yeah, it's Not the worst net. coffee. Yeah, yeah. As like so like that video. It's funny.
0: So what? Actually, I can't remember how much I've talked to you about this. What? Very little. I think we just briefly like I saw you. Yeah, and I asked something. you like, was it actually your music? And you were like, no, it wasn't. Yes, actually, right, right. Music. Okay, now okay. no I remember. Yeah. And that's
1: it. So we were playing them like. Jandek and Aphex Twin. Right. And, like, um, Death Grips. Right. Just very abrasive music. Yeah. And the goal... It's funny because when you explain the concept to people, like, they either don't get it or, like, wait, don't well, people think your music's bad or whatever. But they're missing the point of it, which is right. just to have people think about it right. at all.
0: Well, you and I, I shared that video, mm-hmm. like directly to so many people. Like, yeah. I didn't... I posted on Facebook, and I also, like, I ran into people, and I was like, uh-huh. dude, you gotta see this. This is so funny. And they were like, wait, what? Yeah. What? It's just like, I've never seen anybody do that. It was a completely original idea. Yeah, cool. And Thanks, I, I really dug it. So, no, it was super funny. Yeah. And I also had people that were just like, isn't this a really bad idea for his <laughs> music? But they're
1: thinking <laughs> about it. They're engaged. They're engaged yeah. in, like, the concept of the band. And right. all. And so... But it's funny about, like even with our overt, like, uh, what do you call it, intention mm-hmm. to um, make something that was like this, we had to super front load people because we just thought, like, if we play them this music that is abrasive and out of tune and yeah. whatever. they'll and, be really aggressive and like, oh, this sucks. They'll like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. terrible. Totally. But, like, at first people were like, I don't know, it's not for me, but, like, I can see how someone <laughs> would like it or, like, um, whatever. So then we had to start, like, super front-loading them and when we were talking about what we were doing all we said was we're doing an art project where we play people music Mm -hmm. so we didn't say anything about like this is affiliated with me in any way or like they thought I was just like a host of some Mm -hmm. art whatever I don't know what they thought right
0: and it's like oh as a really abstract concept this could be anything right
1: right and like you know we're just we look like professional enough that were like, you can talk to us. Right. You're tall. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're white. Yeah, exactly. You don't seem, like, uh, too threatening, uh, but uh, not so intense and, like, full-on crew with, like, lights and a boom and stuff. Sure. That people are like, oh, I don't want to be on camera. Right. You know what I mean? It was a yeah. nice middle ground. Anyway, but we had to start loading them up. Be like, okay, we're going to play you some music. Some of it's good. Mm-hmm. Some of it's terrible. Right. Some of it's really bad.
0: Right. And, like, just tell us honestly what you think about okay. it. Like and definitely like that's gonna get set up people to say like oh I've gotta now call out the shit that's really that's really bad, bad right? right totally and
1: so like we just played them a bunch of like what's that band from that cartoon right that, uh, Death Clock we yeah. played them like everything <laughs> in hopes that whatever they thought was the worst that they would actually shout it out yeah. and even with that we had to do so much trickery in the editing mm. like there's this there's that part of the video where I'm like uh, you know like do you like the song and everyone's like no 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 no, no. yeah. And we just had to, like, take notes from all kinds of different sections. Right. Like have you heard of this band? No. Right. Or like, whatever, and then put them all in a row, or like, the, to me, the funniest part of the video is the long exchange with the guy, just like, yeah. you know that movie Garden State? Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. that
0: is, it's easily the one of the best moments of the whole thing.
1: It just, it cracked me up, but in the end, at the thing, like, the whole punchline is like, using this could ever happen with this music? And he's like, no. Yeah. Uh, in real life, he said yes. What? And we had to take <laughs> a no from another section and edit it over. But I had so much fun with the sound design on this because, like, if like the headphones are off, and, right, but the implications of the music would still be playing, right, then there's like Cataldi music, like, tucked in really quiet and yeah. high-passed, and right, like, it's like, of course, you know, they're listening
0: to it because you're right. hearing it right now, right, exactly. Yeah.
1: But it was like almost too authentic. Well, like,
0: so many yeah. people got tricked by it, which is yeah. great, and yeah. I just hope that they would. I it, never, I never even considered that you were playing another band. Another band, yeah. right? Which mm-hmm. is crazy because your music's sucking rad. And no one would say that. <laughs> but still, but still, yeah. I was like, shit, those people are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it
1: just—I just assumed people would think that something is afoot. Yes, is. and uh, just be like, uh, and so like, I was super concerned about making it like as authentic as possible mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to immediately figure out what we were doing. Right, but we were like almost too too good at it, because, right. like, a solid, like... You've got
0: to... It's crazy. I think this is also part of Seattle. I think mm-hmm. Seattle is inherently a little too trusting. Uh-huh. And I think also <laughs> they are inherently a little too willing to accept something out there and be like, no, no, I don't know. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah, let me yeah. just experience it. Like, no, come on, tell me tell me you hate it. Just uh-huh. say you hate this. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> totally. So it was just... It was a funny thing, and uh, lots of people... Uh, engaged with it on the internet, which is the one and only goal. Yep. So, it's it's yeah, truly it. the
0: goal. That's, yeah. the, and that's the real market research, part of the market research.
1: Well, that's a, a funny... To me, this thing operates on a couple levels. Like yeah. One is that, like, uh, you know, someone's playing their music and hopes people will like it, and then mm-hmm. they don't. But the funnier joke to me, and really an in-joke for people who work in the music industry or people who are in bands, is that after you finish your record what you're asking people questions about are sync opportunities, right? Absolutely. Like what everybody thinks about is will this be in a TV show or a movie Absolutely. or a commercial, yes. which is where all the money
0: is? Yeah, now. that's like you're not making money because people are like, oh yeah, we'll buy this album. Yeah. it's like, well, people don't buy albums that much. So right I? I mean, that one person said that, which was just like a perfect. Just so. That's good. just like thank you very much. That's which exactly what I needed. Exactly. You to say. I was just like hallelujah. Uh, it was so good. That me. one's true because that one's like, oh, that's actually a little painful. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, that one cut the deepest of all these.
1: <laughs> but, like, when we, I can't remember, this is either this record or them before, so we mix both these records with this guy, Tucker Martin. Right. Super good yeah. uh, recording engineer and producer and mixer guy, and he, like, he's, like, way above my weight class. Sure. He's, like, he has, like, a Grammy and, mm-hmm. like, does stuff with, like, The Decemberists and My Morning yep. Jacket and whatever. He's, he's done a lot. Yeah. So, yep. like, super talented, important-y guy. Uh, not his demeanor, but his... Uh, He's not important to you in a bad way, mm-hmm. but whatever.
0: Yeah, So he, he matters. Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, the, like his art and the things he's great and what he's working on matters.
1: Right. So yes. we're working with Tucker and, um, you know, there's the last step of, of mixing where basically everything's getting played mm-hmm. and it's going through all the outboard gear and back into the console and it's getting summed out of the console into a tape machine mm-hmm. and whatever and the last time you're listening like it's hitting tape and going back into the computer right so you're listening as intently as anyone will listen to anything ever mm-hmm. and you're just like eyes closed just like is there anything that I want to be different about this and in a way it's like it will literally on a technical level never sound this good again right like it uh because of... It's going to be compressed. It's going to be... Or, like, uh, compressed or it goes through another level of conversion mm -hmm. from analog to digital and back Mm -hmm. and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So you're just listening and you're taking this in and at the end of, like, each of these, like, Tucker would be, like, you know, the last symbol hits and it just fades into nothingness and then silence envelops the room and then he's like, well, that could be in a paper towel commercial (laughs) or that could be whatever (laughs) and, like... So my point in bringing up Tucker is only in that, like, even someone operating at his sort of, like, weight class with very successful dance, that's what he's thinking, too. Not in the sense of, like, let's make sure this is sinkable, but he knows that's the rubric for financial success. It
0: absolutely is. I mean, it's like, if it gets on a commercial, it's getting played, you know on three different networks uh-huh. if it's getting played on Hulu. Like, right. come on. Yeah. Like, how many times a day is it getting played on something like that? And what are the royalty contracts that go into something like that? Totally. Like, that is so far and above what Spotify or what Bandcamp or what you're selling on iTunes could ever return to you. hmm And I feel like that's that's such an important thing. And you've put out, like, I think you're, what, five albums deep now? This new one will be our fifth. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I feel like especially seeing the way that you evolved uh, into prison boxing mm-hmm. and then into Gilded o- or Golden Oak. Mm, gilded. I'm gilded. You did, you did, right? I said it wrong yeah, at just first. Be confident. I gotta be confident. <laughs> thank you. Um, going into that, those, uh-huh. like it was clear to see the evolutionary process that you went through those, um, in the engineering of it, in the production of it, uh-huh. going from more heavy acoustic into especially this, which I got to hear. So thank you for sending that yeah, to me. Sure. People are listening to this, mm-hmm. those future ghosts. They don't know. Yeah. Until one day they do. Um, <laughs> but but just listening to that um higher level of or maybe not even higher just that completely matured level of production Mm -hmm, um where you're coming into it just thinking much more long term it really seems like you're you're thinking about what is this not only in a songwriting process and Mm -hmm. and what do these lyrics mean and what do um these mean to me and what could they mean to somebody else but what does this mean 10 years from now what does Mm -hmm. this mean five years from now and i feel like I don't know, I'm just, I'm really excited to see what happens when this comes out, and then people are like, oh, he has other albums as well? Yeah, Let totally. me play that one before, and let me play the one before that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that stuff just stacks upon itself really well. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I mean, I have thought about that occasionally, just mm-hmm. like, when I find about a new band, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm a little bit of two minds on this. On one hand, when you find about a new thing that you really, really like, sure. then Like, one thing you can do is just go deep into their, like, back catalog and figure out their whole thing. Uh, That actually, like, has not usually been what I have done with bands who have, Mm. like, a deep catalog. Yeah. Like, an example I use in talking about this a lot is Yola Tango. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. Yola Tango has a ton of records. And I, like, have my couple that I really like. Uh, like, the one that's all dark on the outside, what's it called? And then the Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's the one that's, like, red on top? Uh, I don't know um, album names.
0: I barely fucking knew I can your album name. Yeah. And I, listened
1: to that, <laughs> I listened to that thing until it burned <laughs> up. you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's like, I kind of feel like I have my Yola Tango record. Sure. And, like, I've thought about that, uh, whatever, vis-a-vis myself. Right. And then, like, man. I wonder if people have their Cataldo records already. Right. Uh, or like, how do you, you know,
0: continue in a way that's going to remain Sure. Oh, definitely. I, I have, like, those bands where, like, I hit a point where I was like, I love album one, two, three, and then I I just don't have any more room. Yeah, totally. Because they have this specific spot in my mind. I think that that also has to do with growth. Are you changing? I mean, you're mm-hmm. actively changing right now, and there's going to be people who are like, okay, the last album had a little bit less of the singer-songwriter vibe Mm -hmm. that I really cling to. Right, true. And that was a lot of original audience that were listening to that stuff. I remember the first time I ever heard you was Mm -hmm. at a, like, tiny college concert at Seattle Pacific University. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was... was Wasn't it in a dorm? It was in a dorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a dorm. Not a dorm room, but, like, in a a bigger Mm -hmm. area of the dorm. It was, like, a common area. Yeah. One of my... Favorite moments, and I remember this from that concert, is you you said, like, in the middle of your show, like, I was really nervous about playing this Christian university, because I was worried I couldn't sing my songs about butt-fucking. I, I, Here's I my I, next song. I, I
1: don't remember saying that, but... Uh, you said that, and then I died. Well, uh, okay, great. as, like, you know, someone who's gone through the Jesus, Jesus breakup, right. there's something that I... I don't know, that I especially relish about pushing people's buttons. Absolutely. And that, just because, like, I don't know, I've talked about this a million times, like, you can kind of smell it on somebody. Like, whether they're in the middle of figuring out where they're at with it, whether they're actively going to church, whether Mm -hmm. they've, like... They're totally on the other side of that. Sure. Like, there is something where you can be like, mm, I see you, bro. Like, yeah. Come on. Like,
0: you've raised your hands
1: with your eyes closed before. <laughs> like, I, I see I you. I know. We
0: were both there. Yeah. It's just, where are you now?
1: And so, like, when I find myself in those circumstances, sometimes I do feel, like, uh, the need to, like,
0: demonstrate where I'm at. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, well and I think it's not it's like going home over the holidays and like yeah. seeing your family and you it's just kind of this like, Hey, I'm not I'm not the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the kid anymore. I need to show this and like yeah. it's that same thing. You enter into the space where you're like, um, just in case anybody thinks that I'm about to also raise my hands yeah. and close my eyes. Yeah. Song's about butt fucking. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Like
1: I'm trying to like <laughs> be an anthropologist on my own behavior in, like, 2007. And that's sure. that sounds
0: about right. That, that sounds, about sounds like right.
1: something I would do. Dude, a... that's
0: so funny. Um, What were we originally talking about? So we are talking about that idea of, like, it transitioning and people falling, like, people who were originally into the singer-songwriter mm-hmm. and really digging into that. I feel like you are going to lose some people um, who were, like, oh, that's what I wanted to listen to. This new yeah. one doesn't sound like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's... Okay, there's n- there's no change that dra- that brings everybody with it. I don't think you're. I'm listening to this. I don't think you're going to in any way lose a lot of people. I think a lot yeah. of people are coming into this going to be like, oh yeah, this is beautiful. Uh-huh. But um, I was you know listening through on some of my friend Natalie who's in this band Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they've been putting out. A bunch more stuff and talking a little bit more about the content Mm -hmm. of what this is behind because they've had like a lot of people um, in this political climate who have been talking about like, oh, all of these songs are like these very Christian-y concepts and these very, um, I'm going to say Republican concepts. Uh And they've been putting out things that are saying like, clearly we are not sending that message and we're actually saying very much opposite things and they've been losing people about that. And I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Great. I mm-hmm. think you're going to gain some different kinds of fans, and that's a very different feeling of why you're losing and gaining fans. But
1: yeah, that's so interesting. I wonder what tunes. I don't know. Like I know that record like pretty well. Like yeah. that. Like what song? Like, so
0: that... I mean, the very popular and "Burn the White Flag." Right. Yeah, they. Uh, I've definitely just even like looking through their Instagram, like seeing people posting and say like the lyrics are this. It means this. Like really white supremacist concept and then and then and then a lot of like other people responding to me that being like that is definitely not what that means like i saw someone saying you should go you should volunteer to play at the inauguration
1: you're just like
0: "Nah." oh my
1: god yeah buddy that must be a trip you know it's funny like there is something really comfortable about um you know being kind of where we're at as a band and like Mm -hmm. it's funny like i felt the need to put something about the state of the country on the internet and so so i did and just like didn't receive like a lick of negative feedback Mm -hmm. uh just people you know patting me on the back for it yep (laughs) and i can't imagine where what it would be like to be in a band where
0: just by virtue of your reach, yeah, that's not true. I mean, they're right now. I was talking with, I, we were with Natalie not that long ago, but mm-hmm. they're they're off in the UK right now. They're mm-hmm. traveling around, and like just to be like, not only are they nationally reaching, but they're internationally reaching, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a, a completely different thing. That being said, hey, good job putting some stuff out there. Whether or not you got back like some some resistance, like at least you put it out there. Well, you know what? It, it was
1: funny because had been thinking about it but not sort of didn't feel compelled. And then uh, a friend of mine, uh, Shenandoah Davis, a great great singer-songwriter, musician, musician, um, just a cool person, just put something on Facebook that was basically like, if you have any type of platform at all, Mm -hmm. like you need to say something. Right. And it's funny, like I don't think of myself as like, Ah, yes, the broad reach of like, the Cataldo empire will be whatever. But uh, I did read that, and it's just like, you know what? She's right, even if mm-hmm. it's not, like, just sort of in much the same way of what we were talking about before, of broadcasting where you're at with stuff and not uh, not just quietly letting people assume whatever they want about you. Yeah. Uh, and just be like, no, like uh, this dude is fucking evil, yeah, uh, and is making the world a much worse place, and we need to act- mm-hmm. actively resist that, even if it's like not
0: releasing a song about Donald Trump, right? Uh, but it's just, like doing what's right. I mean, you, there's and there's an importance to that in recognizing what's right, because if you're medium, I mean your your music, I feel very much has some hard, beautiful tough and at other times really up, exciting, uplifting mm-hmm. themes to it. But at the same time, I would say the vast majority, um, it has a really positive musical vibe, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I love that it's taking tough and uh, more complex and more, more accessible um, concepts and putting them into this really um, edible platform tough. of just, like, what the music is. That's, ex- like, could not say it any better about... What I particularly with this record, Mm -hmm. what I was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, and I think it comes across really well. And it would be so betraying to the art form to put out this really dark, aggressive, minor-keyed, like, Mm -hmm. angry song about, like, the State of the Union and, Mm -hmm. like, the state... Like, and it's just, like, okay, so that would not... Would that... Like, what does that do? You know, does that empower people? Yeah. And I think, like, just saying, like, okay, well... I have to be creative. If I'm an artist, it's my job to be a creative, and I have to figure out how to engage in these concepts while maintaining um, the mutual respect that the audience and myself on the stage has has gained for one another.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's for me. It's not quite that cerebral. It's mm-hmm. just like okay, like what do I feel compelled to talk about, sure. and what do I think is sort of musically interesting that I'm trying to figure out about mm-hmm. right now, and like. That very well could be something political or whatever, but like at every step, whether it's arranging or writing, finishing the lyrics or whatever, it's just like, okay, like, let's look in the deep, dark, truthful mirror and yeah. tr- try and uh, figure out what I think about something. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess just generally speaking with this record, I was trying to be trying to be less. Uh, like, obscured by illusion Mm -hmm. and by, maybe not metaphor, but just, like, I guess more direct in writing, Mm -hmm. Um, and while still saying something interesting about what it's like to be a human being, Sure, I take the the
0: song Photograph, Mm -hmm. which, can I talk about what goes along with it? Yeah, sure. Okay, so there's the video Uh that you're putting out this month, Uh which... It's fantastic. Cool, thanks, man. I Really like it. I think that nothing is funnier than like that. The, some of the moments with Sam Anderson in it, yeah, uh-huh. and just like uh, that that little line about the townies and like he's just got a bong rip that he's doing uh-huh. right then is just really, just like it's so perfect and his expression is wonderful and I really love that. Thanks, man. Uh, but like I feel like that song that is, is a it is equal parts metaphor and, like, no it, but it's the metaphor is about actually what it's talking about. So it's losing a little bit of metaphor. Well, it?
1: it's fun. The concept for that was, yeah. so the guy Christopher Harrell, who's, like, a super fantastic sure. director and creative designer and all kinds of different stuff, he's, like, working on almost every sort of visual part of the record, including lots of the... I, I wondered. It looks really cohesive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's did, like, the artwork and, uh in terms of concept and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Christopher's great. Cool. And his sort of pitch was like, okay, let's make this almost like a pictogram. You know, if you see, like, uh, something that says I love you, but it's a picture of an eye mm-hmm. and then a heart mm-hmm. and then, like, a like a you, like a lamb or whatever. Sure. It was just like, do that with the lyrics of the tune, almost like it's a lyric video, right? except use... Uh,
0: like metaphor or illusion or whatever, with yeah. whatever you're talking it about. It felt right? very much like the concept of what does a lyric video do? It teaches the audience to learn how to listen to the songs. Yeah, totally. And it did that without, except for the word field, like everything else <laughs> like, is, is like making you think of like what are the words. Right, right, right,
1: right. Or like using like a, what do they call that? Something that sounds like another word.
0: Onomatopoeia? Uh...
1: No, no. Uh, we'll think of it. Okay. We went cool. to a small of arts college. We'll be fine. That's great. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, so that was just a good concept and it turned out good. But it's funny, like, the one that you stood out to you, like, Sam Anderson at that bong rip, was yeah. just like, that was the one we are just like, well...
0: I can't think of anything good. But yeah. So let's just this, have like, someone smoking weed. Try to weed? make the try to make the townies laugh. Yeah. How do you put that into like? Yeah. 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 yeah broken up. We're like townie. No.
1: Like we really we thought of a bunch of ways to attack like every sort of concept or whatever sure. that we needed to do, and that one we were just like, well, let's just have Sam smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like I. I, wanna, I don't know who all contributed. It sounds like there is a lot of contribution on this. Yeah, big time. Um, I know that my background of seeing you play live has always been seeing you play at the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm assuming that with the heavy like dosage of keys that is in this album that you're contributing... To that in some way shape or form yeah, I, yeah. I, I played
1: quite quite a bit of keyboard okay and like fi- wrote a lot on keyboard for this um in the band i'm still like live i'm still playing guitar mm-hmm. and then um rob hamlin is in that band sgf and has mm-hmm. played another stuff he's doing like keys like lots of synths he like and then he also plays alto sax cool um and so for key duty i think that's Key duty. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a total unicorn, right? Because he's, like, a really good, like, has the technical ability to play piano well, right? which isn't everybody. No.
0: And then
1: also is a synth dork, which super isn't everybody. Which is
0: super not everybody. Like, to know, like, okay, I really like this Moog or I really like this Casio and I want to, like, dig into, like, this specific tone. Right. I want to, like, get this more crunchy. Like, to have somebody who can do that. But then also has the chops. To be bus out to play it right, Mm -hmm. or
1: even just be like, oh yeah, like can pick out like, if he's deconstructing a part, like okay, like this is like a square wave sound or a sawtooth wave or whatever, Mm -hmm. like can piece it together in his head. Where I'm just like,
0: yeah, good, cool, dude, Dope, do, do your thing, great. Let me know when you're done because I'm not gonna follow you. Right, exactly. (laughs) So
1: that Venn diagram already doesn't have a lot of overlap of people who are shredders who also are synth dorks. Yeah. But then on top of that, also play the alto sax. Right. And so like he's like the one guy i'm just like man don't
0: like move i gotta, <laughs> I gotta stay on good terms with you like yeah because like, like i'm not gonna replace you i'm gonna have to like get yeah. three new band members <laughs> yeah, if exactly. you go and it's gonna suck yeah exactly right and then to like somebody i've been having a lot of conversations lately with people who are starting bands or who are engaging in bands yeah. um and just like it's funny one of those things that's come out of this podcast is people talking to me about their like musicianship relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, Less on the podcast and more in just like day-to-day life. Like, hey, I'm wanting to start this or I'm doing this. And this is like the people relationships that I'm having a hard time with. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like that is one of the biggest complexities of bands that so many people don't think about coming into it is just like people are dicks or people are beautiful. But you you often don't know until you're pretty deep into it which people are.
1: Well, I mean, let's just say right up. Off the bat, that no one's perfect. Like right. everybody's, uh, it's rare to find somebody who takes all your boxes as mm-hmm. a musician, yep. as a friend, yeah, and as a business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- that's in some ways more complex than a uh, like a marriage. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so no sometimes matter... you're seeing him more than most married people are. Right, seeing totally. Another. Especially if you're touring. If you're touring, yeah. yeah. And so like. I would, it's so funny when it comes to like, I've done a little bit of touring with other people Mm -hmm. and just sort of side work. And all the work (laughs) I've gotten from that has not been because I'm a good musician. Uh, It's because I'm like capable of accomplishing the musical goal that needs to happen. Even Mm -hmm. if it would take longer to teach me than it would take someone else or whatever, or the thing that I end up doing isn't as virtuosic or amazing as something that someone else would do. But it's because I'm like, an okay hang (laughs) who can show up on time won't drive
0: anyone totally crazy Right, like that is what it is no and I I mean that totally makes sense I like I think like that the last time I saw you like uh, the one of the first like I hadn't seen you in maybe like a year a couple mm -hmm. years like you'd played a couple shows with me here and there Mm -hmm, and then like out of the blue we were just walking on Capitol Hill and you said like oh hey Andy Uh like remember my name like somebody who can just like see somebody mm-hmm. and like say like oh you remember the names of people who are important to you so i'm going to let you know that you're important to me by yeah. remembering your name totally like just to have that capability i think we talked about that then we were just talking about i am actually
1: not great at remembering people's names but uh it's funny like uh i that's a common thing to talk about i was talking about that with a friend long long ago and he mm-hmm. was like yeah i used to think that I was bad at remembering people's names. And then I realized that I had just never tried. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And so, like, I feel like Corey, my partner, she's, like, so good at it. And yeah. very often, like, as we're walking into a room or, like, about to go to a party or whatever, we're about to cross the threshold of being mm-hmm. social. I'm like, okay, like, what's her name again? And what's, yeah, like, yeah. I'll just get the rundown. Yeah. And so I can, like...
0: Whatever appear uh, totally. About. I'll do that with my bandmates at shows. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get to a place and they'll be like, "Oh, my crew of friends are there." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, go see them. Go say hi to them in just a second, but really quick, uh-huh. can you just tell me their names? Because I'm gonna come over and say hi to them yeah. in just a second, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I want to know all their names." Uh-huh. And I think that that is just as good as like actually remembering their names. <laughs> well, their perception's the they, same. Ca- yeah. Yes, and that's the point of it is making people feel good. Totally, which is. I want to make you feel good. Like, to be a person who's like, nah, I'll just walk over and ask people what their names are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not caring about how people feel. Totally. And
1: it's funny, like... Okay, I'll give you some Jedi name tricks. Okay. Boom. Uh, A good one is if you see somebody and you know you've met them before, but you can't remember their name, and you're with somebody Uh who they don't know. Right. Oh, yeah. Here's what you do. Okay, come over here. This is my friend Greg, or whoever. And then they introduce themselves, they exchange names, just like, just got a name reminder. Just got a name reminder. Heather Mm -hmm. and I,
0: we do this. This is one of the most beautiful things about having a consistent partner, is you're often around each other Mm -hmm. in those social situations, and I, I do that all the time. I'm always... I'm really upset that you said this on the podcast. <laughs> you, you've released a, an important secret. Oh, it, like, is, it is very useful. The magical community is really going to out you for this, and <laughs> like you're going to be banished for sure.
1: I mean, possibly, but it's possible. Uh, it's okay. It will be for uh, for a reason. I, I deserve. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, so, like, that's a good one. And man, you check two boxes there. Number one, you you're introduced. Just, like, yeah. you like solicit an introduction. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. like, you're just like, I want you to meet this friend. Right. Like, they're like, oh great, what a thoughtful person is like introducing me to so and so or whatever. When yep. like, part of what you're doing, not all of it, but part of it is getting a reminder of their name. Totally. <sighs> Y'all, sorry to
0: the outside world. Boom, I've that's nervous. okay. May um, Someone's gonna be blessed. Some future ghost is gonna mm-hmm. hear that and they're gonna be a little bit less bad at a party. Yeah. It's gonna be perfect. Okay. There they go. So that's that's trick, trick number one. trick number one. Trick number two. Trick number two.
1: Uh, I'm not a huge Facebooker. Right. But if there's someone who I anticipate running into quite a bit, mm-hmm. like I meet someone at a party and it's like a friend's
0: yeah.
1: uh, whatever, someone who's going to be around. This is my while. new roommate. And right.
0: then, oh, I instantly forgot their name.
1: Yes. Yeah. I. So you can find them on Facebook. That's way to remind yourself of their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like... Whatever, the Facebook algorithm, whoever you first friend or recently friend, they just start showing up all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just really simple. There's got to be some word for it. It's like just their name and their face are right right next to each other. It's association. Yeah. Yeah. And so like if you spend some time on Facebook, which I do, Mm -hmm. then those two things pop right when you meet them. They're just like... Greg, and his face looks like this. (laughs) Brian, and his face looks like this. Whatever. Uh, And then you can remember. Yeah. Uh, And it sticks with me much better. And so if there's someone where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to see this person... Again, right, and I, not enough that they'll become my friend and I'll remember their name mm-hmm. because I'm a human being, but I just want to know. <laughs> uh, then I'll find them on Facebook. And then they're like, oh, great, that guy found me on Facebook. Must have thought we had a nice connection. Yeah. And I'm just like, which
0: again, yeah. it's the I care about you. I clicked that friend button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And so,
1: like, yeah, not a huge Facebooker, but I have found it tremendous. Like, people who I'm friends with on Facebook, I remember their name. Yeah. And that's so true. Yep. People I don't.
0: Which is why Instagram is such bullshit. Uh Because then I see somebody and I'm like, "Hey, Catface89, Mm -hmm. goddamn it, handles." (laughs) Totally, just ruins it. In
1: in (laughs) some, in some jokey context, I was talking to somebody and. I started last naming these two people who live together. Right. And I was like, here we are in the... This is my drummer, Mm -hmm. uh, percussionist, Aaron Benson, and his girlfriend, Emily Clark. Right. And I was saying, okay, here we are in the Benson... And what I meant to say is, like, the Benson-Clark household, Right. But I just was, like, stumbling on her last name. I was like, the Benson. And I was just like, okay, like, I've known this person for years. Like, and I just... I had to like run through her IG handle in my yeah. head, just like Emily Maria M. Clark. They're in the Clark Benson household, but I like straight up stumbled for a yeah. while, and I had to like run through their Instagram. Yeah. as too. they're staring at you, just going like, "Yeah, please don't hurt me right now." Oh, I mean, like she <laughs> she, she, she suffers no fools. She was right. just straight up like, uh, "What's my
0: last name, Eric?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I was like, dude. Yeah, I had a I had a good good friend who I went to college with mm-hmm. who knew that I was not great at remembering people's names but also knew that like at that time you know I was working a lot I was doing the band that I was in Mm -hmm. back then and wasn't prioritizing like people that like lived in the dorms at the university was never like okay they just happened to be around Mm -hmm. and he would like we'd just be sitting around playing video games on like some little bit of downtime someone Mm -hmm. would walk in and he'd just like he'd hit me on the shoulder and make Andy What's that kid's name? Like, just right there. And just like knowing that the answer was just going to be, God uh, damn it, Josh. Dude, Fuck you. That sucks. <laughs> it was the worst. He's the worst of friends. I love him to death, but it was, it's, he would do it all the time. And it made me learn people's names because oh, I good. knew he would do it. That's so funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah, trying, attempting to remember has been good. oftentimes, I am mean, I'm not yeah. the first person to say this, but by the time I'm done shaking someone's hand, I have already forgotten Right. The name. And so just, like, in the act of doing it, just, like, I'm going to remember your name. Yeah. Your name. Ooh, one more trick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in a relatively small town in Idaho. Yeah. You were Moscow? Moscow, Idaho. Cool. Yeah. And so when I grew up, I was going to a grade school where there was basically one of every name. Right. There
0: was one Matt. <laughs> there was one <laughs> Josh or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, there not enough to people to even, like... Oh, we can't name him Billy. There's already a Billy in this town. Right,
1: right. I distinctly remember learning that there were more than one people or whatever, how you say that, that had the same first name. That was like a revelation to you. Like, I was, you know, a conscious creature. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. There's like two mats?
2: How am I ever going to
0: remember this? Not Um, only that,
1: there's millions
0: of them. Exactly. Uh, So when I figured that out, a dark day. uh, Good thing my friend Muhammad, that's never going to happen to him.
1: (laughs) My best friend growing up, I was a university town, too, but when I was in second grade, I was really good friends with this kid named Aziz. And it was just like, there weren't a ton of Azizes out there, which was great. Uh, helpful. Anyway, when I meet someone now and I want to remember their name, I will think of the person with that name mm. that I grew up with. Yep. I've i totally use that
0: tool too. Yeah. So um, I do like some sales stuff for work. And uh-huh. so I'll definitely play that game. I mean yeah. I've also got it written down right Sure in front sure sure. Of me, but then I'll also be like as soon as I meet them, I'm like, your name's Mary. Who's the first Mary that I know? Yeah.
1: You're you just you go. thinking of that person, you associate they're
0: like Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh They're just their like face their, or their or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for me it's more like a feeling. Like it's mm-hmm. like a like similar to like a scent. It's just like this mm-hmm. like, okay, I know what that person feels like. Yeah. I know like the space that they hold in mm-hmm. their hand. And then if you forget you can be like, Oh yeah, my friend Mary. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We've been talking about names a lot, but I'm gonna just one last <laughs> thing. I'm trying this a lot is um at shows. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be way better at like, okay know first of all coming into it before you get to the venue know the name of every band that you're playing with like True. please know the name of every band you're uh-huh. playing with step two as soon as you get there meet the house manager meet the sound guy do not forget their names yeah like just and as soon as like you shake their hands know that you're going to pull out your phone because who cares pull out your phone yeah. and then just write their name down oh. in your contacts mm-hmm. i've been doing this so much and then like I'll just go around the show and, like, shake people's hands. People are all pulling out their phones because mm-hmm. they're inviting people to come out. Just write everybody's name down. Put them in categories. And then if you need to pull out your fan, just be like, oh, right, the sound guy's name is Tim. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll get on the stage. i be like, hey, guys, the sound guy's name is Tim right before Soundcheck. check. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then everybody in the band will all say, hey, Tim, I need some more totally. uh, vocals in the monitor.
1: There's like this, this like imperceptible line with that, though, if you do it too much, mm-hmm. where it's just like, stop showing off that you know my name. I fucking get it, Yeah, man. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Just like, you think you're so great because you remember my name? But totally, that's a thing, remembering yeah. people's names. I'm so glad. I want to keep talking about names. I'm just going to go for yeah, it. Yeah, do it. I'm so <laughs> glad you talked about the list. I, too, have a list. Mm-hmm. Now, my list is less like at a venue or at a show. Right. And more about... People you're going to kill. exactly (laughs) my two kill list uh the service industry right Mm. so popping around like i've worked for this ice cream shop for a long time and there's kind of a tight-knit service industry culture on capitol hill and just like the person who hooks up your coffee or whatever right right? who like maybe you met them once a while ago or whatever and Mm uh then you just write down their name and where they work and then, this is true, and I hope no one ever finds this, like, just the most reductive thing about their physical appearance, just like, great, Bob, Gap Tooth, <laughs> down, or
0: whatever, yeah. just like, the most, like, redu- again, just reductive, yeah. like, encapsulating you got to do that. I worked at a tea shop for, like, uh-huh. three years, yeah. and, like, we had, like, a naming system of where people were sitting, but yeah. people get up. Sure. Yeah, we're like, uh... Uh, Mary, stupid red shirt. <laughs> totally oh, the red, there's, like, three red, <laughs> oh, the stupid one, got it. It's the, it's clearly, it's the stupid red shirt. Like, heaven
1: know? help us if anyone finds these oh lists. Because it would just
0: be a list of people. Can I have a copy them? of my receipt? No, <laughs> definitely not. Who's we done like, them? Sorry. it's <laughs> so
1: funny. <laughs> just, like, people who you're, like, have, they've done a kindness to you, or you're there to serve them, and it's just, like, oh, sorry, I can't you see this list of, like... Uh yeah. Dude, it's so real. That's that is uh-huh. the funniest. I I mean I've definitely done it. I'm I'm pulling mine out. I wanna see
0: it. I'm gonna see I won't name names. Where's my phone? You you put it over there, you actually turned it off. Like oh, did you it? did like the nicest podcast. You record in spaces, you know what it's like. I know what it's like. Yeah. I just airplane mine, I think. Um but this is you're you're the first person that's ever gonna pull their phone out on a podcast so far. And I'm totally mm-hmm. okay with it. Dude, we're talking about my nameless. You're list. talking about your nameless. You're pulling out the nameless. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm totally okay
1: So we're not gonna name
0: names. No. I do,
1: I do want to demonstrate yeah. how
0: reductive the physical attributes are. Mm-hmm. And also. You can d- swatch, you're just going to swap the first and last letters. Yeah, words. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't work very well for you. What do you mean? Like, it's Eric Anderson. Like yeah, it's that, just doesn't, hard. It that doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah, does it? it's Zandi Auk. Yeah, it's Anderson. much more effective. <laughs>
1: All right, let's see what I got here. That's the boot time of an iPhone for <laughs> our listeners at home. Yeah. Uh, they exist yet, that's okay. Lyrics. Uh, okay. So far, we've got a lot of names. Here's one that just says blonde. <laughs> Here's a cryptic one: their name, where they work, and then it says beard slash no beard.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what that. That holds means. no space in your in your real mind right now. <laughs> oh, you no. don't know what that means. <laughs> don't know. I maybe that means that they had a beard for a little bit and then they didn't have a beard. Yeah, uh, okay. I mean that could be you. Are you? De- is it <laughs> your name next <laughs> <know>. to that?
1: <laughs> now I remember my name. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's your memento. That's uh, your, it's yeah, your own exactly. memento. Okay, I, uh, you're right. That is, that is why I did that. I'm remembering this person now. Yes. Uh, tall. Again.
0: Uh <laughs> Just Eric Anderson. Is <laughs> uh,
1: where they work. Uh, here's one that just says Korean cook. So.
0: I'm, s- I'm crying. Yeah. This that's- is- They're mostly names and where they work. Right. Luckily, I'm not so Like, nine times out of ten, they're wearing a logo, Uh or they're carrying a box of Macrina's, and you know they work at Macrina's. Or they just stole our box of Macrina's. Mm -hmm. Thief. Macrina's (laughs) box. Right. That would be a good way to remember. (laughs) it. good to remember. Give a description to to the police. Mm -hmm. They have a Macrina box Mm -hmm. in their hand. Exactly. I'll show them my list. Yeah, they'll know. They'll know who to go after. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so you're playing a show on the 24th, Yep. This is not your album release show, though. This is a... I'm a badass musician. I'm going to play the show. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've seen you do many things. I think the last... It's actually been a while since I saw you play. The last time I saw you was doing the Reykjavik Calling show for KEXP. They put that together. Yep. um, Which was great. Um, Say Hi was there, which was super, super cool. Mm -hmm. Love that guy. Um, But, like... In that, you had the band set up, and I've mm-hmm. also seen, like, we've played together and you've played by yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you consistently playing band and toe consistent members to it?
1: Yeah, it's been, well, you know, every record I have to retool things a little bit sure. based on how the record is, but I think I've kind of got my general crew now, which is um, Alex Westcott playing mm-hmm. drums.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Alex plays in Pickwick and other stuff. He's a really, mm-hmm. really good drummer. Um mm-hmm. Aaron Benson is playing kind of like an ox person role. He's mm-hmm. doing like uh, congas and acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to end up doing a little bit of keyboard, right, in the end. Uh, yeah. Lots of percussion, mm-hmm. and then he has like a you know, hi hat and a snare drum. This is like a really kind of drum heavy record, so yep. that got important.
0: Um, Matt Beatty, who's mm-hmm. definitely been in the band, he's the been there guests. the whole time. Yep, I don't think um, I've said two words to him, but I know. Who he is because I've seen him play with mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. so many times. Short Cataldo. Yep. Yeah. Short there you Cataldo. go. Matt Short, Short Cataldo. Yep. <laughs> uh,
1: no. Matt uh, plays in the band Ruler. That's his band, mm-hmm. and uh, we met because we met because there were his old band was like looking for a bass player, and their music found their way to me and Matt, and I have very similar singing voices. Mm-hmm. His yeah. is like a little... oh my god, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and when I heard it, I was like. Oh, I'm gonna make you be in my bass. Yeah, like you thought you were looking for a bass player for yourself. It, it worked out that way, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I played bass with him for one
0: show. Did yeah. kind of a bad job. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I don't well I don't know that you play bass. <laughs> I mean the, uh, I also play bass. Right. I'm not a bass player. <laughs> yeah. But you put a bass in my hand, sound will come out of it. Yeah, me. it's like, okay, what yeah. two less strings than a guitar
1: R. and you just play one note at a time.
0: And you just play an octave. Yep. Yep. Well, I know that at least that note's in the key. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway,
1: uh so Matt, um, He's playing guitar and singing. Um, Rob Hanlon, we already mentioned, he's doing all the keys and Mm -hmm. sax and stuff. And then um, Dave Dada is the newest sort of addition. Dave is a total shredder bass player. Hmm. And um, I was on the hunt, because Matt in sort of the last iteration was playing bass and now is going to play guitar. We had Mm -hmm. two guitars for this record. So I was just looking around for somebody... Who was good and an easy hang and no one was immediately popping to mind. And then I went to see the Fruit Bats and I was talking to Eric before the show um, and just asked him what his band was like. And Mm -hmm. he had mentioned his bass player who had moved to New York uh, like 10 years ago, but was from Seattle and just moved back. Mm. And that like perked my ears. And then I saw him play and they were so... A, the band period was really good. And Dave in particular was really Mm. good. And so... I, like, super stocked him. Yeah. Me. And it was just, like, okay, like, fine. No, not on Facebook or, like, not a big Facebooker, great. And then I emailed Eric and it was just, like, dude, can you give me this guy's contact? And right. I, then I, like, hit him up via email and, like, text him whatever. And we hung out and it was, like, fun and easy
0: and he was around enough that he could do it. Right. So, How do you, are you going into this, like, I'm going to be coy or are you coming into this, like, yo, you play bass? In my band. Uh, <laughs> like, DTF? Yeah, it was... Question like mark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was
1: more the latter. Yeah. It was, like, uh, just just tons of accurate praise. <laughs> just, like, mm-hmm. you are so, so good at bass right. guitar. Uh, and then part of it was that he had just moved back here. And it was just, like, I need to get to this person before Seattle... Right, someone's going to snatch
0: him up. They're going to smell blood in the water. Art. Yeah. Like, right. you, be, you play bass, you play mm-hmm. drums, either of those, yeah. you're gone. Exactly. Maybe keys... guitar, sorry. Yeah,
1: Yeah. we got enough guitar players. We got plenty of those.
0: They're (laughs) in their own bands. That's why there's so many singer-songwriters. But
1: not a lot of bass players. Right. Anyway, so I was like, I'm going to make you mine, Dave Donna. And and, uh, we hung out, and it was fun.
0: That's great. We liked the music, so. Yeah. Uh, It's been going good. He's on the road with the fruit bed still a little bit. True. I know that Sam, I mean, I can hear Sam's composition. I can hear, like, it's very distinct. Mm -hmm. And I can hear, like, some of his playing on it as well. Mm -hmm. Again, distinct. Um, so what do you do with, when you hit those stage moments, obviously record has to sound different fr- mm-hmm. from, the live performance. Yeah. Are you, is this show going to retool some of that stuff? Are you trying to like, say like, okay, well, what do we do with those string out songs? Do we just not play those? Right. What does that look like for you?
1: Well, okay. So on this record, there, there's like one tune that is like keyboard and like a string chord. Yes. That one we just don't do. Right. Because mostly the record is pretty up, you yeah. know, uh, with that one exception that's sort of like a exhale, take a moment mm-hmm. on the record, and then keep going with yeah. sort of the bangers. And so we just don't do that song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm trying to think of what else has... Uh... On this record that has, like, cello or violin or viola, I don't think there's much. Mm -mm. Um, Well,
0: I feel like there's a string part on Photograph, which we already talked about. Right. 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember specifically because in the video, there's a moment where you jump onto the keys. And it's like, that's... 100% 100% not that <laughs> well, is making the things you're playing. Yeah, right the now. joke
1: in that video is like, how long can I go without playing that guitar? Dude. We thought about just the like moment not you're drinking at all. that water, yeah. I mean,
0: you're just like, it's just like the biggest gulp. Yeah. <laughs> just like to the point where it looks like a maybe that's not comfortable yeah. what you've just done. <laughs> yeah, I re- I drink some water that's for sure.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah, that was that string quartet too. What
0: do we do for that? I think Matt plays that on guitar cool. or something. Oh, nice.
1: We've been, exp- I, well, I've been trying well, to Well,
0: It has a very distinct this is the melody Uh to that part. Totally, yeah. Where you could arguably put it on keys or put it on guitar.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to get him to buy one of those. uh, There's like a pedal now that is supposed to mimic like Mellotron sounds, Hmm. you know? Uh, So you play guitar, and uh, Mellotron is this old early uh, keyboard instrument that basically like each key is triggering a small tape machine Mm -hmm. that's playing in a loop, and the loops are like. A choir singing that note, or a cello playing that note, or an ensemble doing whatever. And anyway, there's a guitar pedal that's meant to make your guitar sound like a mellotron. Mm. And one of the mellotron so- sounds is a string sound. And so I've been like, ah, oh, that could be a way to get away with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like get that general texture. Yeah. But uh, Who makes that? Uh I think it's electroharmonics. Oh. Then it probably sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they're doing. I was like, oh, that sounds like a shitty pedal. Mm-hmm. But if they're making it, great. Yeah, well they have a whole like line of these now that are like there's a pedal that like is supposed to make like electromechanical keyboard sounds, like right. a Rhodes and a Worldly and one mm-hmm. that's like this, so I haven't used them yet but uh, I've watched a lot of gear videos on Dude,
2: YouTube. I, <laughs> they sound, I seem
0: like they sound good. I love gear videos, and I I'm getting to the point now where I'm I know how to use them. I feel like when you first start watching gear videos, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing. You're just like, oh, but I don't play guitar like that. And you totally. get to this point where you finally are able to like, you have enough that you're just exposed to. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of those things that I thought about a lot with your record is you've really shifted your sound um well still i at the same time you've really maintained your songwriting style Mm -hmm. it feels like oh this is still eric this is still cataldo Mm -hmm. um it's just taken on a new color more Mm -hmm. than a new shape um but like in in bringing on these new pieces how do you how are you going about like this discovery of like from where you were before to to where you're you're coming into now um I don't know. It's just like yeah. what does that path look like to, to even I, I maybe maybe I'm asking this poorly but no, I don't th- know, no, you're yeah, asking it yeah. great. Okay. Yeah. Uh like Well good. Yeah. <laughs> Solid question asking. Um yeah. it's
1: this is always funny to me because like A I don't think about that many people as keeping track and so it's just like when people mention like, well yeah, people are keeping track. Right. And the other part that is odd is that like For me, it seems so natural because I got interested in this, and that led me to become interested in that, and then I bought this piece of gear, which made me experiment with this, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just putting one foot in front of the other in very natural ways that lead you to the thing. But the world at large is super not keeping track of all that stuff the way you are. Right. They're like, okay, you made a record that sounds like this, then a mysterious few years go by, and Mm -hmm. then a record comes out that sounds like this. They don't get to see the process. And so, like... I have, up until quite recently, I have not thought about that at all with this record. Mm-hmm. As, like, oh, people will think this sounds different. Uh, a, I just don't think about people thinking about me that much. And, <laughs> uh, and B, like, uh, I just, to me, it was just like, oh, yeah, like, I got interested in this, and then I thought TP-70s were cool, and so then I, I wrote a song like that, and... Then we like try to make every song like Peter Gabriel for a month mm-hmm. and then blah, blah, blah. And then you end up with the record. Right. Um, but yeah. So it's just following your nose. I don't know. Just what are you
0: interested in? And yeah.
1: What sounds cool to well, you right now? I
0: mean, and that's what I consistently hear from people when I talk mm-hmm. about, because I think that that's one of those things where if you're, if you're really thinking like, I need to gain this new skill, mm-hmm. it's. Nine times out of ten, a very painful experience mm-hmm. to to just kind of dig into that and be like, oh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to learn how to do this, or I'm trying to be better at that,
1: or but, I want to make something like this. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, especially like if you think about like, I want to end up there, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out my path. Whereas what you're describing is much more. I know my path. I don't know exactly where it's going to lead. Yeah, totally. But I, my truth is this, so I I continue to walk that path, and and I think that that's. That's very hard for me as kind of somebody who's more inclined to be, like, a strategic planner and yeah, just sure. kind to of be, like, critically, like, analyze, okay, I want to end up in the spot to just, like, teach myself to instead dick around. Yeah. And, and chill out. Uh-huh. And try stuff and, like, be like, this. Probably there's probably no point to this. Uh-huh. But here I go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I should just, like... I should make sure to hold the mirror up to myself. Like, I am also a super planner <laughs> and, like, a big time, like, I remember once we did a day with Sam Anderson uh, right. where we were doing much overdubs and I just created my list and different people were coming in and playing the thing they were going to play. And we were working our way through, okay, like, someone comes in and plays Barry Sachs. They're going to play on these three songs. Let's cue them up. Yep, Boom, 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 we're done. Goodbye, Barry Sachs player. Mm-hmm. On to the next right. person. Right, it has
0: to be organized. Otherwise, people get mad at you because you're wasting their time. Exactly. Yeah,
1: That happened to me today at a, at a rehearsal. <laughs> uh, um, and um, uh, him keeping the list and being like, I'm going to keep this and show people what you can get done in a day if yeah. you have a plan. Yeah. And so I am a super planner. On this record in particular, we were using fancier studios and they were more expensive so it was more important that we knew exactly what we were doing when we got in there. Half an hour costs a lot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, that being said, I am also really comfortable with making a plan that fails. Hmm. Like, so often, like, I'll say, okay, like, these people in the room will be at this studio and this guy will be engineering and blah, 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 blah and it'll all work out. And then I'll go and something that seemed kind of riskier, it will totally work and it'll be fine. Sure. And then something that I had very carefully planned won't work out. Right. And like, I think like my best attribute as like a band leader is just not being deterred by that. Not just, like, putting my head in my hands and being like, fuck, I might as well not even play uh, music, like, Dude. whatever. Like, yeah. I just don't get to that place very often, mm-hmm. partly by virtue of just having made some records. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, like, you trip up and fail and chase your tail for a month or whatever, That's and so then
0: true. it all just works out. I mean, we, I mean, we have this thing in our band where, mm-hmm. where we had been working on a on a EP mm-hmm. because we only have a single out and we've just been like, it's been very much a, we're doing this for fun. We're not doing this to make money. We are all busy and some of us have kids and right. let some of us have homes and things like that. So it's, it's rethinking about the way that we're approaching this and, and why we're doing it. Yeah, totally. Um, but like we recorded that EP and we still, you know, we still invested our money. We invested our time. Mm-hmm. We, we care about how it turns out and none of us want to be represented by something we don't love. So we want to, sure. we want to put it in the best light possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't go very well, and we actually had to stop the engineering process, um, and make some big changes. Where and were then, you in all
1: this? Like, physically, where were you?
0: Oh, um, where were we... Recording. Oh, we recorded, um, I, I love the space we recorded. It was in Moscosi Studios up mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill. It's, mm-hmm. like, a smaller spot, but, um, mm-hmm. it's this guy who, um, Michael Cozy, or Michael Muscozy, I'm trying to think of what oh, the Name the sounds it. familiar. Yeah, but, uh, he... What what are his most reductive physical attributes? Uh, (laughs) Shorter, black hair, uh, owns like a block. (laughs) So he owns like a block of like building and then he set up a studio in the block Mm -hmm. for himself. Because like most of the time he's out touring with like big like... 80s and 90s bands and things huh, like that. interesting. Yeah. So I'm just of, trying to paint the scene in my head. Yeah, it's right? so kind you're of there, like, oh, You're at this kind of interesting space. Yeah, and, and like, I'm not going to dig super deep into... Yeah, sure. Just for for some people's sake, yeah, why okay. some things didn't work out. But some things didn't work out in in the um, how we were going about engineering it. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like this point where all of us were like, kind of like, do we throw in the towel? And then we kind of just like, you know, went out, grabbed some drinks, and it was like, nah, it's just going to take longer. Yeah. It's just going to take a, a bit more time. Like maybe, mm. and now it's probably going to come out in the spring yeah. and we recorded it last spring. So it's like a year for an EP. Which, sure, yeah. Like one part of me is like, uh shame about that and mm. then another part of me is like, so what? Who cares? That's exactly who's, right. Who's writing down this story? Me. Yeah. I'm the only person telling any narrative if yeah. I want to <laughs> let myself feel destroyed by this or by when you go into the recruiting studio and something doesn't go out the way you planned so yeah. you're like, oh, this is the worst and instead just be like, okay, And I think like a big part of that is having freedom of resources to say like, am I constrained by time? Am I constrained by some finances? Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I constrained by the people around me? And and, like learning how to, if you're setting yourself up where you're respecting them, where you're not holding yourself to a place where um, your money is all into something going a specific way. If you're, you're saying like, let me set myself up in a way where there are more possible routes of success totally yeah. well
1: and it's so funny i mean in this circumstance like a lot of the tracking for this was done with different big bands mm-hmm. so you get like six people right. all playing together and something that gave me really the the resources i guess is the right word to Pick and choose that I wanted was working in these big spaces where you could have isolation. Yeah. So, like, we'd get, like, Studio X is where we worked quite a bit. Um, Beautiful studio. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super nice. And has, like, there are a lot of studios you can be like, we'll just wield the grand piano into the ISO booth. Yeah. Like, that is a luxury, right? And so, setting it up in a way that was smart so there's not a lot of bleed between instruments. Mm -hmm. And so, at any point, I can get,
0: like, the feeling of a band playing live all the sure. same time. I mean, yeah, in this space that we were in, if anybody's mm-hmm. looking, it's a great space. Mm-hmm. Um, future ghosts listening who are mm-hmm. band members. Like, it's, uh, and it's all it's got two ISO booths uh-huh. and then a nice big drum space. And then, like, also the um, uh, engineering space is really big and open. So we were able to set up the whole band. And uh-huh. we were able to live track the whole thing. We even, like, just direct in for the bass player, put mm-hmm. them in the engineering space. and yeah. So, I mean that was just a wonderful piece they were able to do, but yeah, like just having that resource. But then, if things go sideways, if Mm -hmm. like
1: one person's doing something that you don't like or isn't the right fit for whatever, like, boop, just mute it, and you're done. Boop. Uh, And there was a lot of like, okay, let's get a bunch of people playing together and then the parts that really work will keep and not being like a huge thing in my favor here is that the only person who needs to be pleased by the process is me. Yeah. Uh, like, if we go through a whole day of tracking, and I get a bazooki player, uh, mm-hmm. there's no bazooki on Actually, there is on one song. Uh, but I played it, so I'm not throwing anyone <laughs> under the bus. Uh, and um, you get everyone in there, and the bazooki player just is uh, doing a bad job. Right, You just pay them their rate for the time, yeah. and they walk away into the future pleased with their $200 or whatever, yeah. and then you can take or leave any part of that bazookie playing, yeah. right? And so there's all the complicated stuff we were talking about, about negotiating with a band, mm-hmm. where you have a personal relationship, you have a friendship, mm-hmm. and you have a musical relationship where you like or don't like what each other are doing musically and how that is working, and then financial relationship right. with who contributed what, and who should get what share of this, or sure. whatever, like, just for my own sanity, I've
0: removed so many of those variables. Right, just by saying, like, I am financially responsible for this, I am decision-making responsible right. for this, and I, I mean, I love that, I, I think that, um, we've structured ourselves a little bit differently yeah. in, in certain ways, and similarly in other ways, but just having a moment where you can say, like, I'm only... I'm only responsible to myself and Mm -hmm. even if you had a band Mm -hmm. that was more involved in financial elements decision making processes Mm -hmm. um, saying to yourself like I want these people to be happy and even still you do care you care about them being happy Mm -hmm. Um, but like realizing like if I am miserable with the end product in no way is this good because it's I only know the universe from my perspective
1: yeah totally like
0: that's all I've got Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah, it, it's a funny
1: one. Like I I don't think that like my way is the way. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of bad parts to it. Mm. Like
2: the
1: I would love to be in a band where that's like R.E.M or U2 or a band like that where mm-hmm. it's just like this band is these four or five or however many people. Sure. And all hands in the middle. If we make money, we make it together. If mm-hmm. we lose money, we lose it together. Sure. And there's lots of just shared responsibility around this thing. Uh, like when you have the the perfect four people that contribute to something, that's really beautiful, and uh, in a way it requires much lower investments in time and money mm-hmm. and whatever. With uh, every if everybody's contributing, yeah. Um, the downside is is that if you are in a band like that and you
0: get in a flame out with somebody or somebody gets addicted to drugs or whatever. Yeah, it's got four legs to the table. Like, if one of them breaks, the whole thing's broken. But if you're like, it's just like a pedestal table. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I got this. Yeah. Like, I'm holding it. Totally.
1: And so, like, with that contributing, like, Obviously, just, like, being the person who owns all the responsibility, but also owns all the potential benefit of, mm-hmm. like, if you do get a paper towel commercial, I'm keeping the money. Yeah. Because I paid for everything right. at the outset. That's how investments work. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, like, thinking about, like, the in quote-unquote investment of the band, mm-hmm. it's just, like, uh, it used to depress me a lot to be like, wow, I am really in the red on mm-hmm. this investment. Mm-hmm. And while, like, who knows what the future will bring and... uh you know, who, how much the paper towel commercial will pay. Uh, but once I let go of having f- financial success be the rubric for success, like, mm. okay, if I never get in the black on the band, uh, I got so much happier. Yeah. Because, like, and just less stressed out. Yeah. When it became more about my own sense of fulfillment and accomplishment, and really on the last record getting... A lot of affirmation from people who I really respect
0: their work and sure.
1: opinion, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting
0: to play some really amazing shows as a result of that. Yeah, totally. That record too.
1: Yeah, um, it was just like, okay, the music industry is crumbling around us. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good things about that in the sense of access, and you can put your music on the internet, and mm-hmm. recording is more accessible, and whatever. But in terms of selling records, that just doesn't happen anymore. Right. Um, and. Uh, that was in a way like permission to not make money,
0: which has it made me happy, like, right? And in a lot of ways. And I think like I see I I see so many kids like in college. Like I I have some kids I'll play or shows I'll play with like some college age kids, mm-hmm. and they're like got like these like like this hard pressure that they've really put on themselves because all their eggs are in that basket and to it's make like, the band successful. Yeah, to make the band really successful, and mm-hmm. it's like man. You should major in business, and you should like work at a office job, and then you think about all of the music you could play as soon as you get done, and like all the money you could spend on like buying gear. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, 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 But well, you know,
1: I don't know. Figuring out a way to do both things, it's it's hard. Like, it's hard. Uh, like I worked for this ice cream shop for a long time, and like I found myself in a position where I'm like pretty. I'm, like, financially comfortable Mm -hmm. uh, and can spend every penny of income on the band, you know, Uh, which is great. And if I wanted to become a business person or whatever, like, put all my eggs in that basket, like, oh,
0: I'm, I'm... smart, capable guy with sure. a college degree or whatever, yeah. like... You know like, how to do market research, obviously. Yeah, yeah. have you yeah. seen yeah. my video? Have you seen my video? This is my resume right I, here. It's on I'm, YouTube. <laughs> well,
1: I'm like, I'm sure I could have a lot more money, but the balance between uh, some time right. and ability to leave some work at work mm-hmm. and not make it your whole identity yeah, um, is a really hard balance. It's super tough. And I can see why people... Struggle with that and want to do all one thing or all the other thing. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, "I give up on music. I'm just going to do right. uh, my job." Yeah. Or conversely, uh, I'll do anything to just be a musician. I'll, right. I'll play in wedding bands. Oh, right. I just—it's so important to me that I make my way in the world as a right. musician. Uh, I don't know. It's I took a really interesting trip to um, Los Angeles like a year ago, where I was just like, just. Smelling around, it was just like, well, it seems like I'm probably not going to be a rock star, so mm. what... Are there other musical things in the world right. that I... Yeah, it's could, kind of like looking at, like, well, I've got these tools. Yeah. What else can they do for me? It's like, I know my way around a song, and I have a good sense of melody and whatever. Like, well, I wonder what that's like, or how do you how do you use that? So yeah. I just went down there and called everyone I knew and uh, met with people and talked to them about what it's like and did a little writing, and it was just sort of like... just micro-dipping my toe in sure. to be like, oh, would ever want to do this. And, like, the big takeaway for me was, like, how
0: good I have it. Like, how special my exact scenario was. Dude. Like, hero's journey, that's so great. Just to, like, come back and be like, I'm right where I, I was right where I was supposed exactly. to be. Yeah.
1: And, but it was worth the trip to Absolutely. figure that out.
0: Yeah, but, like,
1: a friend of mine is, like, doing really well for herself and sort of, like, the hip-hop, R&B, top-line world. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, continuing to work on her own sort of solo career, and that's going really well. She's also writing. She's, like, managed by Rock Nation, so she can, like, get in a room with, like, the people who do Brianna or whatever, mm-hmm. like, fancy shit. Yeah. And I remember talking to her about, like, okay, like, what's this thing? And she's going into all the, like, she's, like, we're in Malibu and... Swiss Beats is in the room next door. Like, just these situations that seem so far outside Sure, my own, totally. Uh, whatever uh, realm of lived experience. And she's, like, talking about how this is going and the politics with, like, did the producer phone it in because he has a writing credit on a song that's kind of the same and blah, blah, blah. Mm, and mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. all this contentious stuff. Yeah. And then, like, mm. I was like, okay, so what needs to happen with the song now for you to, like feel happy or whatever yeah and it was like okay at this point like the artist hadn't heard the song and so like the person is going to need to r- hear the song like the song record the song if it was gonna get recorded it needs to end up on the record right and then if you're in a buy house or whatever it needs to be a single right uh and so like even in like this echelon beyond
0: right all you've done is, like, planted the seed.
1: Right. It's, like, still so far yeah. away from anyone even hearing it. Yeah. Let alone making money. Mm. And then, concurrently, so a different person I was talking to who is a professional songwriter, and she's done, like, stuff for uh, major label artists and some stuff for syncs, and just she's just writer-for-hire person. Mm. And she had written, like, 600 songs in five years, something Yeah, yeah. just, like... There are people like that. That that doesn't even seem like a real mm-hmm. thing to me. But I'm like, no, no. good, yeah, go, insane, okay. sure, so productive, yeah. And really, those two stories together—that you could write 600 songs, and all of them while you're writing them, you need to be thinking to yourself if you're in this major label, right. writing for the outside yeah. world. Does stuff, this make money? Well, does this make money? Yeah. And would I be stoked if millions of people heard this? Mm. Like you're mm. writing for the broadest That's possible yeah. audience. So holding that in one part of your brain, I want this to be so good and say something about me as a writer and a person and my experience of being a human being and all that stuff, uh, that if millions of people heard it, I'd be stoked. Yeah. And then on the other hand, also holding the same idea in your brain, chances are no one will ever hear this. Hmm. Like literally nobody. Right. right? Uh, Maybe it'll just sit in your hard drive. Maybe some producer will get interested but then the artist will never even hear it like just the, but the audience the world at large no one will hear it right and and then so I, those two things you could write hundreds of songs that you want to be so good that the world will love them but no one might ever hear them right Right. and then I just compared it to my same my situation right mm. now yeah and I was just like I mean Andy right now I could put the record out on my phone yeah if I wanted you to. could right it exists <laughs> it's there you just boop there's no... There's no reason. There, well, there's no gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when I'm, like, one of these people describing all the politics and craziness, and uh, I'm just like, I don't have that problem. No. Like, I just do whatever I want. Yeah. And then when it comes to, like, do I have access to stuff? Like, if you went down to L.A., could you get into a nicer recording studio than Studio mm-hmm. X? Right. Mm, more historic, maybe. Like, right. different types of nice. Right. But not just, like, demonstrably of a higher quality. Right. That just straight up doesn't No, exist. like, yeah. it's,
0: like, what we have here and accessible to us is the top of the line. Right. It's just, like, it's just in Seattle.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so it's, like, okay, like, are there musicians who are different than, like, someone like Alex or Sean Lane or sure. Dan Walker or whoever? It's like, yeah, but they're not, like, you know, head and shoulders
0: better. Right. It's and not th- like... I, I take that all of those ideas to think a lot about, like, what does that mean for the people listening to your music who are not musicians, who uh-huh. are not in the same spot as you. Uh-huh. And I think that that speaks to so many people's life of, like, I could move to L.A. and work in my job there, and then I'd be there, and I, and, or I could move to San Francisco, or I could move to New York, or I could right. move in this place. And it's like, is your life inherently going to be better in mm-hmm. these places and it's like no there's no there's no path to golden perfect like there and like also the foot like there's still cereal in your cupboard it's still f- cornflakes it's not going yeah. to be suddenly like it's made of gold and it's perfect
1: well it makes you ask uh, ask the question of yourself what is it about this thing whatever it mm-hmm. is that i really like right uh and I, that thing could be your lived experience of being Mm -hmm. a person in the world or your relationships or the rewarding thing Mm -hmm. about your job, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And for me, the rewarding part about my job as a musician is being able to follow my nose and go where I want to go and not needing to equivocate or negotiate or Mm -hmm. anything. Right, And like, we were talking about money earlier, like, I've just given up on the idea of making Right, money. I mean,
0: you talked about, like, in investment-wise, like, you're so far in, the, in like, the red on that, but it's, like, what is the instant ROI? What is the lifestyle return yeah. turn on an investment that is so empowering to you as a true individual? And mm-hmm. say, like, why is that? Why in some, like, it would be easy for me to, in my mind, say, like, well, these are hard numbers. I can look at this, but uh-huh. to say, like, if I'm able to find joy... Like, that matters so much more. So much more, much more exactly. like, w- Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, like, yeah, and it's so funny if I remember talking to someone in a band about, like, eh, why didn't you use such and such mixer? Sure. Do these things that, in this person's opinion, would have made that record had a better chance of getting on the radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, bro, if I, if I acquiesced to everything that I didn't want to do in order to make something partially more likely to be commercially successful or whatever right uh the it is much more likely that it would not work Mm -hmm. than that it would work (laughs) yeah so doing this crazy thing like why not just do exactly what you want every step of the way absolutely and then like if you end up making money great and if you don't you made this thing you really like yeah rather than being like, ooh, like, this filter sweep is so high right now, and we need to we're, you go with this producer, and blah, 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 and just, like, forget about what you actually like and just try and make, do something to make as much money as possible. Right. I got news for you, man. There's lots of people doing that. It, and, and tons. It, and it doesn't work for them.
0: In fact, way more yes. than the latter, way more than exactly. the people saying, like, this is prob- this probably isn't going to work, but yeah. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like...
1: Why would I remove the part that I find rewarding no matter what? Absolutely. And uh, just do the thing that I hope will make me money. And then if that doesn't work, then you're left with nothing. Absolutely You nothing. made this thing you don't like. Yeah. It didn't make money. Mm-hmm. You're fucked. Like <laughs> You're totally <laughs> fucked. You wasted a bunch of time and energy. Whereas if you make something <laughs> that you like, even if it doesn't make money, you're just like, great. Yeah. That was on to the next. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. And you're yeah. not going to get to album five if you're if you're just... China to no that. No, absolutely.
1: But it's funny, this record, which is arguably the record that has the most, like the best chance to make some money. Right, it's and, uh, it's the most pop. Yeah, it's a pop record, yeah. right? Uh, is also the one, like the only one of the four that I haven't thought to myself, like, when it's about to come out. Like, pff, can't wait to be a millionaire, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Including the, the very first Catali record which I put out when I was 18. Like, Every single one I've been like Dude, man, wedding cake. People are gonna uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. going to eat this shit up. Oh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, no. I, each one I've been like well, I wonder what kind of house I'm gonna buy. Dude. But this one kind
0: of the most Dude, pop just, record of the book. Just butt. the kid peeling the sticker off the McDonald's Monopoly thing being like man, I yeah. wonder what I'm gonna do spend my money. Exactly. <laughs> Free chicken nuggets. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I was gonna be a millionaire. <laughs> and um, it's the same. Yeah. It's it, the it, same. It's just such a chance.
1: But yeah. But it is such a chance, but if you make the thing you're stoked about, yeah. then you just get to keep being stoked. And you don't need to look back I mean, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of decisions that I would make, creative decisions that I would do a different thing now than I did at the mm-hmm. time. But on the eve of putting out a record, each time we're on the eve of mixing or whatever, mm-hmm. I've been like, Well, there's nothing about this I'd change. Like, this is all exactly mm. the way I want it to be. And that's worth a lot of
0: debt. That's so rare. And yeah. I, I think it shows. I really mm-hmm. do. Thanks, man. Cool. Well, dude, thanks for coming on this podcast. Yeah, and, like, sure, It was fun. It was really tight. You betcha. Yeah. It was fun. Goodbye. What
1: do you call it, the world at large?
0: Uh, future Ghost. Goodbye, Future ghosts. Yes, goodbye, Future Ghost. <laughs> yeah. And shows the 24th, February. Yeah. Young in the City is going to play at it. Yep. So... Uh,
1: it's a Chop Suey? Chop Suey. So the, ba- uh, the bill is us, Cataldo's playing, Young mm-hmm. the City, which is Noah Gunderson's new guitar band. Right. Which is super fun. Yep. And uh, Ruler, another band I'm in oh. with Matt, played with that band mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago and it was really good. Cool. Um, so that, Young the City, and then SGF, which that's is. That's right. I knew that there was another one. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. Rob Hanlon, the aforementioned keyboard alto sax cool. whiz. That's his sort of synth dance band it's going to be pretty
0: fun that's going to be a tight that's a Friday night Friday 2:24. Capitol Hill <laughs> it's be there where it all happens so where that's it all happens. right. hey man cool cool cheers Thanks. high five yeah